Welcome back to the Locks On Diamondbacks Podcast. You're part of the Locks On Podcast Network. Your team every day you're listening to who? You know, always charismatic host of this podcast, Miller Thomas, multimedia journalist, and I'm a graphic designer. So please go check out my website, MillerThomas24.myportfolio.com. On there, you can see all my latest work from my packages to my articles to my photos and my graphic design. Don't forget to follow me on Twitter at CreatorThomas24 from my personal account or just look up Locked on Dimebacks on both Twitter and Instagram for the podcast handle. Now, for today's show, we got a jam-packed pod. As always, we are breaking down game one of the World Series and then we are playing the X Factors from the Locked on MLB podcast with Sully Baseball where he had a little roundtable discussion with the temporary Lockdown Braves host, Jake Mastriani, and Lockdown Astros host, Eric Heisman and Brett Wheelhouse. They talk about their X-Factors for their for the World Series. So I'm going to play that clip, and then I'm going to give my take on the X-Factors for the World Series. So we got a jam-packed pod, as always, on today's show. But thank you for making Lockdown Dimebacks your first listen every day. This podcast is not possible without you for subscribing, listening, sharing. So thank you for making this podcast your first listen every day. If you want to follow me on Twitter to get more content from me, if the podcast isn't enough for you, I'm at CreatorThomas24 for my personal account, or just look up Locked on Diamondbacks on both Twitter and Instagram for the podcast handle. Now, let's jump right into the podcast, bringing down game one of the World Series. Intro drop. <laughs> Daily Arizona Diamondbacks podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Miller Thomas here, still the Locked On Diamondbacks podcast. Let's break down game one of the World Series because entering the World Series, I was kind of disrespecting the World Series a little bit. I was like... The ratings are going to be bad. This is the World Series matchup. People didn't really want. People want Dodgers versus whatever team made it out of the championship series out of the American League. And that just isn't true. This World Series, in terms of rating, actually gained a lot more people than I would have even expected. The World Series Game 1 was actually up 17.5% from the record low of 9.1 million just last year with the Dodgers winning over Tampa Bay. So this World Series actually has more people excited than last year's. And maybe it was because the Rays were in last year's World Series and they really don't have that strong of a fan base. But whatever the reason is, people actually want to see this World Series. The ratings are actually up. The ratings are actually looking pretty good right now for this World Series, which was shocking. And we actually got a good game because I think I might have expected the Astros to come out in game one. The Braves really haven't had to face a dominant offense just yet that could just, you know, tear the top off the ball, an old cliche in baseball. And Little did we know, it was the Braves offense that was going to be unstoppable in Game 1 of the World Series because the Braves offense took off and it was all the guys that they traded for at the deadline pretty much. You had a Jorge Soler bomb in the first inning. You had an Adam Duvall bomb in the third inning. Eddie Rosario had two hits. All these middling outfielders that they acquired at the deadline that people 
not really me because I didn't really have too much of an opinion on their deadline. I was kind of indifferent, but so many people I know hated on their deadline. They're like, why well, would you go after Eddie Rosario, Adam Duvar, Jorge Sola? How is that helping your team? Yes, you lost Acuna, but you're a team. Because remember at the time, the Braves were a team that was just kind of treading water, keeping their heads above water, and all those moves reeked of desperation at the time. But little did we know, the Braves actually won the trade deadline. They got three really good outfielders who are helping their team in a World Series, which is something no one could have expected. And their offense came out on fire. Their offense started hot. They scored Five runs in the first three innings, knocking Framber Valdez out the game early. He was only able to make it through two innings. Astros needed him to go deep into the ball game, and he just wasn't able to. And the Braves pitching had to be the biggest storyline from yesterday because, first of all, you had Charlie Morton dominating the Astros lineup, and he was doing that on a broken fibula. He struck out Jose Altuve looking on a wicked 2-2 curveball. With a broken leg, just think about that. I broke a sweat just walking up the stairs to my apartment, and this guy is striking out people with a broken leg. Charlie Morton is not human, but when he came out the game, I thought this might be the chance for the Astros to break the game open because I talked about on yesterday's pod, can the Braves starting pitching shut down the Astros lineup early in the game until the bullpen comes in can the Astros starting excuse me the Braves starting pitching go deep enough into the ball game where the bullpen doesn't have to do much and little did we know the bullpen had to do a lot yesterday because Charlie Boren left in the third inning and they were able to handle it Minter went two and two thirds Jackson one and two thirds Mazdik one and one third Will Smith ended up pitching in the ninth. The bullpen was phenomenal for the Braves, which is something I didn't expect, and the Astros' offense was shut down. They didn't get much uh, in terms of coming through with runners in scoring position because they did have eight hits on the day. It was very reminiscent to those early Red Sox games uh, in the division series and the championship series where they would get a lot of hits in the first game but not a lot of runs. The Astros got a lot of hits in the first game yesterday but not a lot of runs, only two runs, and they struck out 11 times. So the Braves bullpen did a good job. One for nine, one for nine with runners in scoring position for the Astros. Couldn't get it done and... When you look at the hit distribution for the Astros, there was no Altuve getting a hit. There was no Bregman. There was no Correa. It was, once again, the Alvarez's and the Gurriel's getting hits. And I'm going to have to watch that for the rest of the series. Does this series complexion change if those stars in the Astros lineup heat up? How much can the Braves pitching continue to neutralize the Altuve's and the Correa? Correa's of the world. I'll talk more about the X factors I'm watching for in this series, but at least in game one, the pitching of the Braves was phenomenal. It was actually shocking to see a Charlie Morton go out there and dominate an Astros lineup. Then he breaks his leg. He has to leave in pain. And then the bullpen comes up. Multiple guys step up to the plate and they shut down the Astros lineup as well. Very shocking game in game one. The Duval home run, the Soler home run, the Rosario two hits. It's all these random guys. Not even random because all the, the those three players are good players. They just all have flaws on their game as to why the teams they were on were not afraid to move them. The Braves said, we'll pick them up. And here they are in the World Series using guys that they picked up at the trade deadline to help them potentially win a World Series over the Houston Astros. Astro team that 
everyone seems to hate. Everyone wants to go down. The Braves are a team that went to multiple World Series in the 90s. They went to five in the 90s. They won one World Series in the 90s. And then from 01 to 2021, they didn't win a postseason series. They won two this year. They're in the World Series. They're looking for their third win. The Astros, I think, are going to respond The Braves offense is going to need to continue staying hot because that Astros offense isn't going anywhere, and they will definitely make an appearance in this series. Now, we'll talk about those X factors from the Locked On MLB host roundtables, but this episode is brought to you by Green Room. Green Room is the first social audio platform made for sports fans. The app is free to download, and once you're in, you can talk with me, other fans, athletes, and insiders in real time about your favorite team or sport. I'll be hosting rooms for Locked On Dimebacks once a week. Yes, yeah, so you can finally join in on the conversation you listen to here every day. Green Room is the perfect place to start or join conversations about the league. You'll find fans just like you on Green Room for watch parties, debates, post-game breakdowns, and of course, reacting to big news or rumors. Be sure to join me this week as I'll be going live this Sunday. So join my Green Room at Miller Thomas to be notified when my room goes live. You're going to want to join the MLB group for the latest league updates. I know you won't want to miss it. I'm planning to be live once again this Sunday. I can't wait to hear everyone's thoughts on the D-backs. See you there. Green Room changing the way we talk sports. All right, all right, all right. Let's get back into the pod and let's play the roundtable X factors from the Lockdown MLB hosts. Jake, what do you think the the one sort of X factor, the thing that could you know bounce here or there, could make could make or break the Braves' chances to win their first World Series title since uh, David Justice homered off of pool in Game Six? Yeah, nineteen ninety five. Yeah been a while um we already talked about you know the starting pitching i think that's the biggest x factor how deep can morton and freed and anderson go in these games and keep that astros offense at bay and give the braves offense time to go to work against you know their starters because i think the braves will score i think the astros will score too but i I think the key is who can outscore in the early innings you know and that's typically the key in postseason baseball anyway when you you're using your best relievers every night at the back end of games you know who can get that early advantage so i think that's going to be um you know the biggest x factor is can the Braves starters keep the Astros at bay long enough to give the Braves offense a chance to go to work and get a two, three run lead going into those late innings? Because as good as the Braves bullpen has been, Braves fans are too scarred by 31 one run losses this year. They have lost a lot of close games, second most in all of baseball, which is why they remained under 500 for much of the year. So again, as, as great as the bullpen has been, if you're a Braves fan and watching all year long, you know you still want that extra cushion going into late innings. But for me, the X factor is going to be those early innings for the Braves offense, trying to put up you know four or five runs early in the game. And we talked about it too. It's the bottom of that that order that just hasn't gotten going. You know whether it's been you know Duvall, Darno, Swanson. If that bottom of the lineup can get going, turning turn it over for those guys at the top and Rosario and Albies and Freeman and Riley and set them up for RBI opportunities, then I think this team, I think the Braves will be just fine in this series. 
All right, H-Town and Eric, same for you, talking about the Astros X-Factor. You know, I think the X-Factor kind of counters y'all's, y'all's early scores, um, your early inning scoring, because we have had late inning scoring where we have scored one or two runs to start a game. We have come back. We actually have a postseason record now, and I don't know where the count stopped, but last I heard it was 36 two run two out runs this postseason which is unbelievable so when the Astros have two outs and it's the ninth inning we still have opportunities and so I think that's going to be the key they have to continue to find a way to produce runs the relief pitchers have to shove every time they're on the mound they have to go out there and trust their stuff not try to get too fancy they've got to stay in the zone and they've got to trust that Martin Maldonado, who's probably going to be behind the plate every game this series, that he's going to lead them. And he has been a key factor um, that Kendall Graben strike him out. And then Martin Maldonado threw him out. The Red Sox, I think that sunk the ship for them. They were on a charge. They were building momentum and they cut it down. And so I think the X factor is late inning um, runs and Martin Maldonado. And Eric, before I throw to you, I just want to say whenever I've recapped any of the games on Locked On MLB this postseason involving Houston, I seem to constantly use the phrase, the game was a lot closer than the final score would indicate when it comes down to uh, the Astros. Because it always seemed like, well, it was four to two, but then they scored four runs in the year. So it was like, it sounded like a blow. Like, what, game four was two to two with two outs in the ninth inning, and the final score, oh, it looked like they blew them out. No, right. it, uh, the final score was close. To, you know, it was is misleading. I, I really I kept saying that phrase over and over again because the Astros, you know, kept piling on. Eric, what do you think um, one of the X factors is here? I already said the X factor. It's going to be Jose Arquiti. How how deep mm-hmm. can he go? Uh, especially, you want to save the bullpen, especially in seven-game series. There's going to be a lot of, you can't go, you may not be able to go Christian Javier uh, for two, three innings because of the uh, no DH, especially in Atlanta. So that's something that you have to take consideration. So in game three, you definitely need him to go five, six innings and uh, he's going to probably Probably have to bat a few times. We'll see how Dusty handles that situation. But I think that Urquidy has got to set a tone. So let's say the Astros split um, the game, the first two games, then you definitely want to get that game three in Atlanta. I know Atlanta fans are going to be doing tomahawk chop and that whole. Uh, I I did that's the first time I guess I watched a Braves game yesterday, and I guess they turn the lights off and then do the whole phone chop. Or something, but uh, it seems like it's a it's a pretty cool atmosphere there. But I think the Astros seem to play well on the road, and they, mm-hmm. they and uh, there's that one series uh, I forgot wasn't the the Washington National series where the home team the road team won all the games, and so yeah, uh, that that's I mean there there's no such thing. I mean sometimes there's a home field advantage, but there's sometimes not. But I it's think it's overrated that, in baseball. Yeah. It's really overrated in baseball home field advantage, except for the walk off situation. Uh, I want to just put in a quick final word before I get people's predictions here. Uh, I am, despite Astros Twitter hatred of me, uh, I am an impartial observer on this particular World Series. I I want a seven-game series. That's what I want. I want it to go down the wire. I want it to be a seven-game series. I want it to be thrilling games, much like the 1991 World Series, the single greatest World Series I ever saw in my life. Uh, where I was a sophomore in college watching that and just sort of every game was just uh, like an all-you-can-eat buffet of awesome. Now, 
I think that things for for an impartial person, I know there's all the other narratives. There are things about the Astros that I think would be fun to see if they win. Uh, not the least of which Zach Grinke is one of my favorite people in baseball for a lot of different reasons, off the field and on the field. I've always been, I've always admired him uh, as a player and as a human being, what he means to some people and his absolute bluntness. And I've always been a fan of his. He deserves a ring. Dusty Baker is one. Uh, if he wins the World Series, then I know a lot of sports writers' heads will explode when I say this sentence. He belongs in the Hall of Fame. What else does he have to do on his resume, especially with what a manager has become in 2021? What else does someone like Dusty Baker need to do? On the other hand, uh, I, you know, Freddie Freeman is one of the single most likable stars in all of baseball. I would feel badly for Ronald Acuna Jr., one of my favorite players in baseball, to have the Patrick Ewing theory take place as he goes down and they win. Uh, but I would feel great for Snitker and have it be a wonderful message that, do you know what? Sometimes you should hire a manager with some experience, even if it's minor league experience. It doesn't always have to be the best friend of the guy in the front office. It doesn't always have to be the Aaron Boons of the world. We're like, yeah, I've never coached anywhere, but give me the car keys to a major franchise, as opposed to let's bring in someone who's a who has served their time in the organization. And, uh, and also Anthopolis giving everyone a clinic of how to turn a mediocre team into a potential World Series champion. So there are a lot of narratives there, but I want the narratives to be on the field. I want seven great games. I want them to be tight. I want them to be walk-off games. And I want to not know the names of any of the umpires in any of the games. Yeah, that, that would be heaven for me. Now you'll hear my opinion on the X Factors, but did you know that Built Bar has so many delicious flavors? There's something for everyone. They got coconut, cherry barcia, raspberry, mint brownie, double chocolate, salted caramel. There's a flavor for everyone. And the reason why I love Built Bar is because it's healthy. I'm a health conscious guy. I'm trying to work out every day. I've been slipping a little bit recently, but it's okay because with my sweet tooth, Built Bar tricks me. I think that I'm eating a candy bar when in reality, I'm actually eating a protein bar that's low in calorie, low in sugar, but high in protein and high in fiber, so it's great for that keto diet. Just go to Built.com, use promo code LOCK15, you'll get 15% off your next order. Promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at Built.com. We're back and better than ever, a new web interface for the start of the basketball season and more props, odds, and lines than ever before. BetOnline remains your number one spot for the basketball and football action this season. Head to our new updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code LOCKDOWN to receive your bonus from basketball, football, Baseball postseason, NHL, boxing, and UFC right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. BetOnline, where the game starts. Let's get back into the pod and let's discuss my X factors in my humble opinion for this World Series. And I want to first start with the Brave side because both of them are along the same line for my X factors. It both has to do more with the offense than pitching. I do think mostly this series is going to come down to the offense. Of course, if the Braves pitching can help slow down the Astros offense, that would help out a ton. But 
I think both of these teams have pretty good offenses, pretty good lineups. And even though the Astros team might be better on paper in terms of name value, the Braves right now just have dudes who are hot in the lineup, like all the dudes they acquired at the deadline. So I think this series will be more about offense and be more about shootout than actually who can shut down who in a pitching matchup. So with that being said, my X factor for the Braves is going to be Austin Riley because this dude was... The, one of their biggest thumpers in the middle of their lineup, right after Freddie Freeman, this was arguably their second most important important slugger in their lineup. And this was someone who I think I put on my all-star ballot when we were doing the all-star predictions, you know, way back when. And he wasn't an all-star this year, but this is a guy who batted 303 during the regular season, 898 OPS with 33 home runs, over 107 ribbies, 91 runs scored. This guy was phenomenal offensively, but so far in the postseason, he hasn't been the same guy. And that makes sense because a lot of guys just aren't going to be in the same in the postseason. Either the pressure is going to get to you or you're just going to face better pitching. And for Austin Riley, he was really good in the division series, batted 333, 908 OPS. He had a home run. He had a really big hit that really helped change that series. But in the championship series, he did have a pretty important home run. But overall, he only had five hits and 25 at-bats. He only batted 200 with 659 OPS. This is someone that can help spark their offense. This is someone who has major power, major you know, intimidation factor when you see him in the middle of your lineup. And it just hasn't happened a lot. It just hasn't happened enough recently for an Austin Riley. He was able to do in the division series cool down in the championship series. So if the Braves offense wants to match up with the Houston Astros offense, I think Austin Riley is going to have to get back to that division series and regular season levels that we saw him because this guy is really good. We saw him in game one make an impact because Austin Riley helped score Albies in the first inning of game one with a double deep in the ballpark so Austin Riley was already able to make an impact in game one I think he's gonna need to make more of an impact as the series goes on because once again this is gonna be a series about offense and I think this is gonna be a series about more of the secondary players than the star players and the secondary player on the Braves that I'm looking out for is definitely Austin Riley but talking about the Houston Astros there's actually two players who I'm looking at that can make a major impact to, I guess, I guess you can say they're both X-Factors, but to me, they're kind of like the same player. And that's Jordan Alvarez and Yuri Gurriel. Because when you look at the numbers from the championship series against the Red Sox, and I talked about this a little bit on yesterday's pod, Altuve batted 125, Bregman batted 217, Correa batted 250. It wasn't the stars in that series that got done against the Red Sox. It was the ancillary secondary pieces like a Jordan Alvarez, who was phenomenal in the regular season with the 877 OPS and 33 home runs and over 100 RBIs. He batted 522 with 1408 OPS against the Red Sox. Those last two games, he carried the offense and his partner in crime, Yearly Gurriel, who batted 319 in the regular season with an 846 OPS. Those are the two forgotten men, I think, in the Astros lineup because you think too much about Altuve, Correa, Bregman, Brantley. The Astros lineup is, of course, deep. It's, of course, loaded, but it's the Alvarez's and the Gurriel's that I think will be the biggest X factors in the series, in this World Series. And maybe that's a cop out answer giving two 
choices for the X Factor for the Astros. Well, I'm giving just one for the Braves. But once again, I expect the stars to shine in this series. I expect the Freddie Freemans to step up. I expect the Correas and the Altuves to step up. I think this series will be won with the Austin Rileys, the Alvarez's, and the Gurriels of the world because these two teams have really good offenses. The Astros, of course, may be the best in baseball, but during the postseason, this Braves offense has been heating up. They seem to always come through in the clutch, two outs, runners in scoring position. The Braves have been really strong in that area. So when I look at two teams that have really good offenses that are hot in the postseason, I'm not looking at the stars as the X factors. I'm looking at some of those secondary pieces and Austin Riley, Jordan Alvarez, and Gurriel, I think are going to be the biggest X factors in this World Series. Now that's it for this edition of the Locked On Dimebacks podcast. Hoping to have Vince Imperio of Locked On Dodgers because it's his turn to sit in the therapy chair on the Locked On Dimebacks podcast, breaking down the Dodgers season, what went wrong, what went right, how did it end, how does he feel? We're going to be talking about all that on tomorrow's pod. But once again, thank you, thank you for making Locked On Dimebacks your first listen every day. This podcast is not possible without you. Go make your second listen, Locked On MLB Prospects with Arm Layton. He is a phenomenal host, so please go listen to his podcast. Please come back tomorrow for the best Dimebacks news coverage and insight. And as always, stay safe and stay healthy. Deuces!